0: Welcome back to millennial lag where agriculture is always on tap and no topic is off limits. Thanks for joining us today. Your co-hosts Valley likely and Catherine lot
1: listeners. Welcome back to this week's episode. Um, it is the week after Halloween and finally, I don't know what else is going on, but my brain is like ready to explode or shut down or something. So this week, um, it's actually the week after FFA national convention. And I I didn't grow up Catherine with FFA. My school didn't have it. Um, but I had FCCLA and was involved in 4-H. So it's still near and dear to my heart. And so we decided, and Catherine's, I would say an FFA nerd. Is that a fair, a fair? To say
0: the very least. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we have two guests this week to, 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 ex- To share their experience with us on how convention went for them and so before we get too far in um we have brock and jamie white with us um so i'm gonna let maybe brock do you want to introduce yourself first and then we'll have jamie introduce herself
2: uh yeah uh so i'm brock white i'm a senior at uh, platte valley high school in uh, kersey colorado and uh I'm also very involved with the FFA and you could also say that I'm an FFA nerd as well. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's pretty much it. I competed at, in probably pro at nationals, So that's how I found my way there. Awesome. Right.
1: Thanks Brock for joining us and Jamie.
3: I'm Jamie White, and I am also a senior at Platte Valley High School. And I was also able to compete on the national parley pro team for the Platte Valley High School. And I could say that I'm an FA nerd as well.
0: So we're in good company here. So welcome Brock and Jamie to the podcast. We're so excited to have you here. Um, I find myself turning a little bit green with jealousy because you guys got to go to national convention and there was a period in time where I went seven years in a row and hoped to continue that streak, but then I grew up and had to get a real job. (laughs) (laughs) So I haven't been in a couple of years. Um, So first off, you two found yourselves as competitors for national FFA convention. Can you tell us about first... Tell us about what parliamentary procedure is and then tell us how the competition was.
2: Uh, So what parliamentary procedure is, is uh, taking a large meeting and turning it into a short 11 minute meeting. So we run through all the bases, what you would generally cover in a meeting, as well as some additional things as uh, just to broaden our knowledge on how to run a proper meeting and how a meeting should properly be ran. And
3: good, Um, we um our team placed. So we started in I think November practicing of last year, um, and through like we had practices every week. Uh, through there, we learned a lot of different things about uh, Parley Pro, how to run a meeting properly. Um, we learned. Um, we actually got the Bible of Parley Pro, which is the the Robert's Rules of Order. Uh, so we uh, studied that a lot and we took uh, many tests to uh, further our knowledge. So, yeah.
2: And with that, we uh, competed in districts in May and we ended up winning our district le- at our district level, went to state, ended up winning our state level. And then um, on August 18th, we got the opportunity to Uh, participate in the preliminary rounds through Parley Pro at the national level. And uh, sadly, we didn't end up making it out of the prelim rounds. But uh, we did end up silver overall. So I'd say we had a pretty good team and a pretty good year. Absolutely. You guys have been working towards this, like you
0: say, for a whole year. You're state champions. Um, And then you had to deal with coronavirus protocols by competing virtually virtually before you ever even got to national convention. So I think the first thing to say is huge congratulations on this awesome, awesome achievement. Um, silver ranking is still huge and you guys are among the top in in the entire United States. I think that's really awesome. Thank yep. you. Thank you. Yeah, proud to have kids like you representing um, our our little hometown of Kersey, Colorado.
2: <laughs> yep, <laughs> and then we also had uh, three recipients to become uh, accredited parliamentarians oh tell us about that um so to become an accredited parliamentarian you have to score an 80 percent or better on the test and the minutes and we uh, we had half of our team three kids on our team uh michael Archibald, jamie bond and jesse bond that ended up going over that 80 percent and making it in to be an accredited parliamentarian
1: that is very cool. How, I guess, how is this going to benefit you guys later on? Are you done with parliamentary procedure or what's, what's the next steps for you guys in this realm of um, parliamentary procedure? We'll leave it at that.
3: <laughs> I mean, from a competing standpoint, we're as far as we're able to go, but this will um, help us in later life. We would like to join, um, our kids' school board, Um, it'll help us know, like, how the, or the meetings are being ran, if they're being ran correctly, if things are out of order, and it can be something that we put onto our resumes,
2: Um, yeah. And again, to add on to that, like, uh, it'll help us, like, we can also go out and help other people with what we've gained over this past year, help other people with their um, success in Parley Pro, and we could go on to lead our own team and teach them just as uh, Mr. Lott's speech has taught us.
3: And personally for me, I want to become an ag teacher so I can take the knowledge that I've gained and uh, pass it down to my future students as they want to learn uh, Parley Pro. That's
0: just awesome to hear you two talk about the experience with the intent to continue to use it later on in life. That's awesome to hear. Um so you did parley pro you've been eating sleeping and breathing it for the last year what was the rest of convention like what was your favorite part were there speakers that you know really inspired you um tell us about the career fair talk to us about what the experience of national convention was
2: uh, overall the experience of national convention was great uh, i think with us coming out of the pandemic um it it was really the best that it could have been and uh I actually enjoyed it a lot more because I was able to go my freshman year too. Mm -hmm. So I enjoyed it a lot more this time because I was actually able to compete and actually able to look at things as if I knew something about it. So my favorite part overall was, I'd have to say watching the final round of Parley Pro because just looking at how other people run their parliamentary procedure runs compared to what we do and just learning and expanding more off of that. But then I also enjoyed going around to a lot of the different vendors and colleges and stuff and just looking at all the opportunities that they have there to help me in the future.
3: Uh, One thing that stood out to me, so this is my first year um, going to national convention. So I really didn't know what national convention was like. I mean, I heard stories about it, but uh, the, um, Keynote speaker, Courtney DeHoff, uh, said, don't confuse your intermission with your finale. And um, when I got there, I thought, well, this is the farthest I can go. I can only go to National Convention. But this was only intermission to now I can take the information and the um, inspiration that I learned from National Convention and pass that down to my ag students. So we're never done with FA. It's just we have the next step to go.
1: Oh, I just love that. And I think it's so cool. You guys are picking up, you know, life lessons along the way, um, in this journey, because FFA, like you said, may or may not have, um, the next being the next part of your life or it may. And this is just a stepping stone for so much that you both have in your future. What, um, I guess, how, how do you guys, um, I don't even know what I was going to (laughs) say. What, I guess, what was the journey walk us through the week of um, convention? When did you compete? When were keynote speakers? What, what were some key portions of that week you had in, in, um, at convention?
3: So, um, Tuesday, we arrived, or yeah, we arrived on Tuesday. Um, and then we, on Wednesday, we did tours. So we went and toured a, um, a B place and a, a fishery. And then on Thursday, we had our first session and that's where the keynote speaker um, spoke. And we also watched a retiring address from one of the national officers And then Thursday, I believe, was when we watched the Parley Pro teams compete, which was really cool. Um, And then Friday and Saturday, we were just at
2: sessions those days. And then Saturday, we also stayed stuck around and we uh, watched the American degree recipients, which Flat Valley had one in-person recipient this year. And out of all that, I think that's... The sessions, I think, was the most impactful part because listening to the National Officers Retiring Address, because the National Officers have made it as far as they can in FFA, but they haven't made it as far as they can in, I guess, their life with where FFA can take them. That's really impactful to hear you say that. Um,
0: I feel the same way about my times when I got to visit National Convention and You know, especially the retiring addresses, because you're hearing from people who have spent a year in service um, to this organization that you love so much, and you know, get to hear how it impacted them, and and hopefully be inspired by those stories too. So, um, we heard on the last day, a little bird tells us that you got to go to
2: Churchill Downs. How was that? Oh, that was that was amazing. Um, (laughs) Our freshman year, we ended up going to the Racetrack in Indianapolis. Uh-huh. But let me tell you, there's nothing like Churchill Downs. Just the everything there is just so like I don't even know how to explain it. In the history, like the fact of some of the horses that
3: like touched that track is just like the coolest thing ever.
0: For sure. Some pretty well-known names. Um, you know, Seabiscuit springs to mind just because he's the most famous of all of them, Secretariat. <laughs>
3: Yeah, Yeah, secretary.
0: Yep. Yeah. So if you guys were talking to brand new FFA members and were encouraging them to get involved,
2: what would you tell them? Um, I would honestly tell them, get involved as fast as you can and as much as you can, because you never know. In FFA, you never know what's going to take you that extra mile. Um, I know personally that I've gone through... I don't know how many competitions and parley pro is something that I, and when you pick a certain thing, you have to stick with it too. Parley pro has been the thing that I've stuck with for the past four years all as well. So you can't decide to do it one year and expect to make it somewhere. It takes a lot of hard work and dedication, but in reality, once it comes down to the end of it, it's all well worth it to go to that national convention or to walk across that stage and receive an award across the national stage, or just be there in person and just realize the atmosphere and the environment that's out there.
1: Very good. And what do you think, Jamie?
3: Uh, I think I would tell uh, the students to um, take every opportunity they can. Uh, my freshman year, absolutely hated speaking in front of people. But... <laughs> Through the years, I have um, become involved in many of like dairy judging and uh, Parley Pro. And I've also interviewed for uh, chapter offices. Uh, They have all taught me that speaking to people is not that bad. (laughs) And (laughs) they have also taught me that dedication is key. Um, There may be a lot of uh, crying going on uh, in it (laughs) as you're uh, going, but um, it's well worth it at the end.
1: I just love that too. And you guys are so, so inspiring. Um, as a person that has not gone through the FFA realm, you make me very jealous. Um, (laughs) I've had some amazing experiences with other organizations, um, but to not be a part of FFA, I feel like a piece of my life was never experienced. Um, so you share the message. Well, what throughout your four years of FFA, what um, has been your most favorite experience?
2: Going to, mine would probably be going to all these events, seeing all the different people and just being able to meet people that you probably would have never met if you wouldn't have participated and went to all these different things. And if I, if, if I wouldn't have been as dedicated to FFA, I probably wouldn't meet, have met Half the people that I have or spoken to, half the people that I have either.
3: I think mine would also be uh, meeting and with uh, people um, around the state um, that have are also involved in FA, um, just like the connections I've gained through it. Um, yeah. Very good. Well, thank you two so much
0: for um, for coming on and and. Um, being on our podcast this week, you know, it's always fun for us old folk, which it's hard to believe that I'm old folk now, but I think that's where I'm at. <laughs> um, you know, it was a long time ago, but really great memories nonetheless. And it's really great to hear that you two, um, you know, and your chapter mates are keeping the traditions alive for sure. So thank you so much for your time and thank you for for what you've done in FFA. And I hope that um, you get to experience things after. After your high school experiences, that will continue to grow you in ways that you can't imagine. Because FFA is certainly rich in collegiate programs um, and personal growth programs beyond high school. So, thank you both very much, and um, we look forward to
2: what you do next. Well, we couldn't we couldn't have done any of this without our amazing ag teachers and people behind us trying to push us. So we we have sincere thanks to Desiree Weber and uh, Jimmy Lot Speech for really pushing us and giving us the opportunity to do all the things that we have and participate in all the things that we have also
3: and thank you for the opportunity to speak about our experiences through FFA.
0: you are more than welcome we are we are excited for you guys and um, hopefully someday we'll have you back on our podcast to talk about what you're up to next <laughs>
1: <laughs> thank, yeah, you. Think, <laughs> thank you the future is certainly bright um, especially in agriculture we talk you know, to the next generation and everybody, um, that's coming, coming behind us. Um, and I feel like we just started out. Um, but I don't, I don't think there's a lack of talent, um, especially with what Jamie and Brock brought to us today, Catherine. I agree, Val. Couldn't have said it better myself. On listeners. We, um, Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of the millennial ag podcast. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, and we would love to also hear from you. Uh, so drop us a line at talk to us at till next week. We are millennial ag.